Should someone living with type 1 diabetes go strict vegan? Today I'm going to talk to you about my experience going vegan and then taking it to a new level of going ultra strict with my diet, how that affected my blood sugars living with type 1 diabetes, and whether you should or should not consider it. So, without any further ado, let's get into our theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. All right, so you may or may not be aware that a few years ago, uh, I was extremely experimental with my type 1 diabetes. In fact, I tried just about every diet out there. Now, of course, this was me coming off of the back end of almost dying in a foreign country by myself from a very low blood sugar, an extremely scary situation. Uh, now, if you have not heard that story yet, though it's been dubbed the Paris Incident, uh, you can actually hear the whole story as well as some lessons learned and a new formula for blood sugar control that we developed uh, from that learning experience over at diabetesinaction.com. So full experience, full story there, full lessons learned. Uh, but for now, I want to talk to you guys about vegan and what it was like for me. So coming back from almost dying in a foreign country, um, I mean, long story short, I was not myself. I was mentally wrecked and I was desperate. So that's what led me into opening up my eyes to what other diets are out there, what other exercises. I mean, to be completely honest with you, uh, I was looking up like experimental cures online. I was like, who wants to perform surgery on me? I'm sick of this disease. Let's, <laughs> let's just do whatever it takes. Uh, and that's where I came across uh, a website that was talking about going vegan and how that can be really beneficial for blood sugar. So I was like, all right, let's give it a shot. Whatever it takes. I love meat and I love eating, you know, all kinds of food. Uh, but if I have to be vegan in order to see, you know, stable blood sugars or at least be healthier, like, so be it. Let's do it. So I jumped in head first and uh, I ended up trying out this uh, new form of vegan. So vegan by itself, already pretty strict, right? You have to cut out a lot of different types of foods. But this new type that was actually developed uh, for people living with diabetes, it was like, you got to be low fat, whole food, plant-based. In other words, eat basically plants and cut out most or all of your fats. So uh, even if you are vegan, technically speaking, you could still have uh, a very high fat diet. You could be keto and vegan, technically. Um, and while we're on the technical basis, I don't want people to think, you know, we're talking about the wrong type of vegan. We're looking at the healthiest version of being vegan. Um, I had a friend in college who called himself vegan, except he would eat like chips and Oreos, and that was his entire diet. Long story short, his girlfriend was vegan, she was an animal rights activist, and I think he just realized that if he just stopped eating meat, he could have a girlfriend. And so he's like, whatever, I'll just eat Oreos and chips all day. That's not what we're talking about. That is not the healthy lifestyle that we're after when trying to eat a vegan uh, diet. Okay, so. With that being said, my new diet protocol that I was going to be following uh, recommended that the macronutrient split was something like 80-10-10 or 70-15-15. What that means is that 80% or 70% of, of your calories come from carbohydrates, which means a lot of your food. Now, this is quite the opposite from what most of us were taught, right? 
we were taught from our doctors that carbs are the enemy and you gotta take insulin for carbs and if you wanna make diabetes easier, you should restrict your carbohydrates just to make the, the variability lower. Now this diet calls for a very high carb approach with low fat, low proteins. In those macro splits examples that I gave you, it means 10% of your calories are coming from fats, 10% from proteins, or in the other example, 15% and 15% are coming from fats and proteins. So with a large carb um, plate, you know, you've got lots of plants, you've got legumes, you've got uh, oats, you've got fruits, right? There's lots of different pieces in that plate that in most cases have been kind of off limits. And so uh, what I want to kind of dive into is the pros and cons of what that diet did for me, as well as my experience. And if you're familiar with it, I actually did a video uh, when I was actually going through this experience, and uh, that's still on YouTube. It's got, I don't know, like 60,000 views. It wasn't fantastically made. <laughs> I was not a great video editor back then, so I apologize ahead of time if you've already seen it. Uh, and you know what the issues were with the filming. But uh, what I pulled from that video were the experiences and the raw nature of my emotion going through uh, the changes in my diet. And we'll get into those in this video as well as to uh, the pros and cons that I encountered when shifting diets like that. Now, first thing I wanna go over is the cons. Now, the first con is that there is more variability with blood sugars, though it was still in range. So time in range was still great, right, between 70 and 180 milligrams per deciliter, but the variability was a bit higher because you are eating pure carbs. And so it's going up and down a little bit more, uh, less stable lines, but the ups were not as significant or stubborn. The drops were not quite as um, difficult to deal with, but Truth be told, it was a little bit more variable than I would have liked to see, even though the average blood sugars were lower. So if your average blood sugar is high, that can be a pro, but for me, uh, the variability still remained a con. Now for me, the low fat, whole food, plant-based diet, uh, I counted it as the restrictive version of the already restrictive diet of being vegan. So, you know, being vegan means you cut out all animal products and byproducts, which means if an animal made part of your food, in other words, honey, you also had to take that out. Same thing with milk, right? No more dairy. So uh, it's very restrictive in and of itself being vegan. And on top of that, you're pulling fat out. So low fat, whole food, plant-based is very restrictive and can be difficult to maintain long-term. Now for me, I made it, uh, I believe it was three months in total. And during that process, I got used to it, but I still took a step back and looked at it and was like, I don't know if this is realistic for me long-term. And on that note, another con is that it was very difficult to find options when eating out. Even if you go to a vegan restaurant, typically these things to make them taste good are still pretty high in fat, you know, deep fry things. Uh, and make it taste better, you know, but then it doesn't follow the dietary protocols. So the restrictive diet, even if you find a vegan restaurant, can still be difficult to find foods that are low fat. So the low fat, whole food, plant-based, bit difficult to plan for, but if you're eating at home, pretty simple, right? You just measure out your food, you buy your own groceries, you control it's on your plate, uh, but eating out, friends, family, and going out to eat for events can be difficult uh, when following a restrictive diet of that nature. Now, for me, my experience with this is that it was difficult for me to build muscle. So uh, bulking, not that it's impossible. For me, that was my experience. In fact, I've seen other vegan bodybuilders that are just massively muscular. So my experience here might not be the same experience that you have. 
However, a lot of people do experience weight loss when on the vegan diet, especially low-fat, whole-food, plant-based. And so if you are trying to lose weight, this could be a beneficial diet for you. In fact, one of the reasons I think that I did have a difficulty with building muscle uh, or even just gaining weight is that I used to rely on snacks in between meals that were quote-unquote carb-free, which I've discussed in other episodes as to why it doesn't mean you don't eat insulin, but I thought that I didn't. And so I was snacking on meats and cheeses and nuts in between meals increasing my total caloric intake. So reality was I just wasn't eating enough calories and had I followed my macronutrient profiles properly and my caloric intake, uh, I probably would have gained muscle. So that one's on me most likely. Another piece to this puzzle and honestly one of the biggest cons in my perspective is that the, uh, the changes in your insulin sensitivity when removing fat from your diet are massive and relatively unpredictable. So uh, when you're in that transitional phase from whatever diet you're in right now, transitioning into a low-fat, whole-food, plant-based diet, uh, you are going to see massive reductions in your insulin needs. In most cases, I shouldn't say every single person, but most of the time. Uh, in, in fact, that's actually also a pro. So this one's interesting. It's a pro, but it's also a con. It's a con because I wasn't aware of how dramatic those changes were going to be. And so I saw a period of significant low blood sugars that were very difficult to combat, led me into some scary situations and uh, not necessarily fun to go through, even though the result was still rewarding. So the result led me into taking 70% less insulin overall. I want that to sink in for a second. 70% <laughs> less insulin overall just by switching up my diet. So uh, that was mind-blowing because most people say you have to be keto or low-carb to take less insulin. I was taking like, well, I'm not going to give you exact numbers because we're all different. It wouldn't make any sense. But 70%. Percentages are easy to, uh, to show across the board. So 70% less insulin. Uh, the transition into that was rough because like I said, the low blood sugars kind of caught me off guard when I was taking too much. Uh, the reason that we dive into the insulin sensitivity is that we see a big shift in the amount of insulin that you need when you change the fat content specifically. So vegan versus low fat vegan are going to be completely different diets as well. So each time you make a shift between dietary changes, you're going to see that you have either insulin to carb changes or basal changes or uh, energy level or weight. The, the type of food that you eat has a massive impact on your unique physiology and how you function as a human. So uh, what works for one may not work for all. This is why I'm doing these pros and cons videos of my experiences, but be ready for that. If you are going to remove fat from your diet or restrict it uh, to that level, expect to see a reduction of insulin. Be ready for it, but it's going to be difficult to plan for uh, as far as which day and which meal it hits you, uh, which is why that does land on my cons list for today. And on that note, the spikes and the drops, while they were technically still in range most of the time, were a bit more significant than I was ready for. Uh, you know, this, this, the fact of the matter was that you're eating high glycemic foods a lot of the time. And so if you mess up your insulin timing, even just a little bit, you might see a massive spike or a massive drop. Uh, and of course, these are all things that we have probably dealt with in our lives anyways. And so it's not like you're a stranger to it. But if I can limit the variability, limit the uh, the dramatic changes in blood sugars, I would like to. So that does still land on a con for me. Now, as far as the pros go, that 70% reduction of insulin, I do still count as a pro. Even though it caught me by surprise and put me in a pretty scary situation where I actually had the paramedics that I was on set filming a commercial, uh, or a music video actually, and uh, they had to call the paramedics for me. And that was kind of embarrassing and uh, scary as well. 
because the nearest hospital was about 45 minutes away and that's why they called the medics over because they were like hey uh, we can't drive him out if there's an emergency so like we have to have somebody on set uh, so anyways completely different story but the idea of 70% less insulin is amazing for most people, right? The idea of taking less insulin overall, I mean, that could save you money. This could look at if you think that insulin is bad for you, which it's not, by the way, but if you think it is, like this is a pro for you as well. But for me, I was just shocked at how I could manipulate my insulin needs based on my diet alone. Amazing. Now on the, the vegan topic itself, I mentioned my friend in college who you know just stopped eating meat because he wanted to have a girlfriend. Uh, the cruelty-free aspect of it can be appealing to a lot of people. So you know going vegan because you are in it for the, the fight for the animals, that can be a great pro as well. Uh, for me, I was in it for overall health and I wanted to experiment with my blood sugars. I didn't, uh, that wasn't my main motivator, we'll say it like that. Uh, but can be a massive pro for a lot of people out there who do want to be cruelty-free, better for the environment, that sort of thing, uh, if that's what you're after. That said, on that topic, eating meat versus being vegan, this one shocked me. Uh, the organic, healthy, vegan foods were actually cheaper in the long run. I've always heard healthy foods more expensive. Well, healthy meat is actually quite pricey. So organic uh, fruits and vegetables and all that versus having to shop for the organic grass-fed meats those were quite pricey. So it was actually cheaper for me to go find the organic uh, fruits and veggies and you know all the healthy foods out there, even if I was going for the best of the best. That being said, uh, if you're okay with food prep, the food is delicious. And this, of course, uh, I was blessed with the opportunity of my family actually going vegan at the same time as I was. So they were also on the hunt for delicious recipes. Uh, my entire family was kind of on this hunt for the healthiest diet to feel better, live longer, function better. Uh, and so they actually ended up going vegan same time as I did and funny story It's been three years and most of them are still vegan. <laughs> and so they, they stuck with it uh, I on the other hand did not entirely and we'll get into more of what I eat in the future episodes But uh, if you know how to prep food or if you're willing to learn There's a little bit of extra work that goes into it But if you think about it, you've already learned how to you know cook steak or bake chicken or make scrambled eggs What's one more recipe of learning how to make uh, you know broccoli quinoa salad, which was Mm, amazing. So if you can prep the food, it's absolutely delicious and still does taste good. It's not just kale that you have to eat. There's a lot of good options out there for delicious tasting foods. Uh, there's also a lot of research backing that this helps people to fight cancer. And I can't say that like this is going to you know, guarantee you'll never have cancer, but if I can give myself a better chance at not getting cancer, that's something I would want to look into. So you know, do your own research, find your own paths, but that's one thing that I found interesting on this topic. Now on the note of functioning better, being healthier, I actually felt more energetic when I was vegan and that it was actually really interesting because when I was eating meat I definitely felt a little bit slower and heavier after meals. I wanted to like sit down, relax, maybe watch some TV, but after finishing these lower fat, high food, or low, low fat, whole food, plant-based, these vegan meals, I felt like I could go for a run as soon as I finished eating, which was mind-blowing to me. Like I usually I'd be feel full and bloated, but no, I take my last bite and like, wow, I'm ready to go. You know, I feel energized and ready, and I just felt cleaner internally. So it was very interesting to experience the different physiological effects, both inside and out, how these different diets can shift 
how we live our lives, ultimately. Now, of course, you're gonna have to make your own decisions, but what I wanted to point out with this is that, uh, you know, even with vegan being lower inflammation, because animal meats can, be, can cause inflammation in your body, and all these different things, you have to do your own research, and there's always going to be a research bias. So whoever you're finding research from likely did their research with an existing thought of vegan is good, vegan is bad. Low carb is good, low carb is bad. Keto is good, keto is bad. There's always gonna be a research bias because people want to find information that support their own findings. So if you Google, um, you know, is vegan good for diabetics? You'll find sources and articles as to why it's good. If you search, is Google bad for diabetics? You're probably gonna find things that support that answer as well. So really, the choice is yours. How do you interpret your data? What is your existing bias? And are you willing to challenge your bias if presented with opposite information to what you've already found? That's the key here. Be curious, be hungry for new information. That's probably why you're watching these videos and I'm proud of you for doing that. But I wanted to share these, these stories with you to give you an idea of how can different diets change our diabetes management. Now for me it was reducing my insulin by 70% and that's just one of the things that I experienced. And as you go through different dietary shifts or if you remain consistent with your current diet, you'll notice that diabetes management has its own pros and cons based on what diets that you follow. Now as I mentioned, I no longer follow that strict specific version of low fat, whole food, plant-based, but it taught me some really interesting lessons with insulin sensitivity, with different types of food pairings, and how to keep blood sugar stable, even if you are gonna have you know, a fruit smoothie or go nuts and have a bowl of cereal. So those are the lessons that we pushed into our new program, into our teachings, and into a free training that I did as well. I mentioned at the beginning of this video, if you wanna learn more about that kind of stuff, if you are curious as to how you can reduce your insulin needs without having to go low fat, whole food, plant-based, or even just get blood sugars to be a bit more stable, then I invite you to go watch a free training that I did recently over at diabetesinaction.com. This is gonna teach you the stuff that I learned after experimenting with just about every diet out there, all the exercises, all the blood sugar variables, and you can get all of that in about 30 minutes, okay? So if that interests you, go check it out, diabetesinaction.com. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, make your own choices for your diets, but if you want help getting to more stable blood sugars along the way, eating whatever you want, you should definitely go check that training out and uh, see if we can have a chat. All right, I hope you enjoy this one. Have an amazing rest of your day and keep up the fight.